0: Welcome to Inside the Groove, a podcast about the music of Madonna. I'm your host, Edward Russell, and every episode I'll be taking a well-known Madonna track and telling the story of how it was written and how it was recorded. I'll be using multi-track sessions and demos to break down the creative process and find out how Madonna has been behind some of the greatest pop songs of the last 40 years. Don't Tell Me was released as a single on 14th November 2000, the second from Madonna's eighth studio album, Music. First heard two months earlier on that record's release, it would be later called a fusion of folk and electronica, which had, until that point, been very much an underground sound that Madonna and her collaborator, Miois Amadzai, would take mainstream. This ambition was more than achieved when the single would go on to be number one hit in Canada, Italy and New Zealand, plus reaching the number four position in both the UK and the US. The earliest version of this song was written by alternative country artist Joe Henry, who, after marrying a certain Melanie Chikoni, would also be Madonna's brother-in-law. Together with Miwes, she would turn the song into a mid-tempo dance crew number with minimal beats, whilst the stuttered guitar playing and closely mic'd vocals would start a new trend in music production. I'll be talking about this process and also making reference to a sample of a 1974 soul track which is used in the song as well as the string arrangement from Michel Colombier. Madonna would once again team up with Jean-Baptiste Mondino to create a truly iconic video which was inspired by the country and western graphics of the album artwork and Madonna would heavily promote the song in Europe at the end of the year. With recent news that Madonna is to personally curate re-releases of all of her albums, with a lot of people suggesting that this could finally mean access to the many unreleased songs and demos, I'll be exploring four songs that were completed but never made it to the Muse album, which could have taken the record into a much different direction had Madonna not changed tack and decided to work with Mewes. I've also got Madonna's raw, untreated vocals from Don't Tell Me, allowing you to hear her pauses and breaths. And I've also got a very, very rare alternative mix of another Mea Waste track, which is going to blow your minds. So, for now, get ready to sit back and relax. Not to stare up at me, but instead, go Inside the Groove. Remember, you can support this podcast either by becoming a patron or giving a one-off donation or, of course, buying merchandise. And the merchandise range is about to change and get even bigger and better. I'll be speaking more about that in some detail later on in this episode. Just head over to www.insidethegroove.co.uk to find out more welcome to another episode of Inside the Groove. I've said this before, but I've been utterly blown away by your feedback, especially to the special Who's That Girl episode that we did for Madonna's birthday. That, along with the interview on QWERTY, has brought a heap more listeners to the podcast. So hello new listeners, you're in for one heck of a ride of course there was also the announcement that madonna would be re-releasing her albums and we don't know anything more than that she will be personally curating what goes on it now we imagine that the original versions will be intact in some form so it could only mean possibly remixes and fingers crossed demos and unreleased songs will be used for the first time i mean that's not certain but i really do think it's likely especially if warner's look at the releases that have been popular with other artists Talking of other artists, well, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle in the world of Madonna fandom recently. If you're not on social media, you wouldn't be aware of this. If you are, you probably haven't been able to avoid it. Singer Lizzo has declared her pop royalty and she put Michael Jackson as the king of pop and Janet Jackson as the queen of pop. And this has upset a number of Madonna fans who have been on social media saying that this is an erasure of the facts that Madonna is queen of pop. Well, it is a fact that Madonna is the best-selling female artist of all time. And I don't think that Lizzo is trying to erase that or trying to somehow get publicity off the back of not mentioning Madonna because she's already said in the past that she's a big fan Madonna and has referenced her work. And to me, it just seems a bit crazy because you can be fans of both artists, you don't have to choose one. And the title, Queen of Pop, is just a made-up media phrase. It's not like there was an actual coronation ceremony at Westminster Abbey where Madonna was anointed with Queen Victoria's urine or anything like that. For me, I guess Madonna is the Queen of Pop She certainly represented me and and how I felt about the world when I was growing up But I imagine that for a black woman born in the late 80s Janet Jackson would be her hero and who she wants to declare as Queen And whenever I see these freakouts on Twitter I just think to myself, Madonna's not bothered by this She's never been upset by anybody's thoughts on her In fact, if anything, it's made her stronger She's certainly never been a victim So, hey Madonna fans, just chill out We can all have our own queen and we can choose as many queens as we like. In fact, it's worth remembering a chessboard has two queens, a black queen and a white queen. And all you need to know is the queen is the most powerful piece on the board. For me, Don't Tell Me is an outright Madonna classic and I've got lots of really happy memories attached to the song. In particular, being taken to see her in studio in November 2000 by some French fans where we saw her appear on the programme part Par year and I'll talk about that a bit later. I also think it sort of typifies what Madonna does really, really well. Its sound is quite groundbreaking and influenced lots of other people. Additionally, it's an example of a song that Madonna took from someone else and sort of made way better. But it also has a brilliant video and a dance routine. Come on, we've all been at a wedding disco and tried to do that line dancing, haven't we? Or is that just me? But I think it's great, and I know that lots of people feel the same, but some, they just don't connect with it. And I've tried to ask myself why that is. I think it doesn't really have a straightforward chorus, and that might be a bit of a block for some people. But I'm going to tell you the story about Don't Tell Me, and I'm going to start by telling the story of what was happening before Don't Tell Me. After the success of the Ray of Light album in 1998, Madonna went on to win a number of Grammys in 1999. Straight after that, she recorded two songs with William Orbit, Beautiful Stranger and Be Careful, which was a duet with Ricky Martin. Later in 1999, she got together with William Orbit to record the follow-up to Ray of Light. By this time, Madonna had pretty much relocated to the UK. She had begun a relationship with British film director Guy Ritchie, and as we would soon discover, she had, by the end of the year, fallen pregnant with her second child. With Revlight, Madonna had approached William Orbit with a number of tracks that were already written, and he had also come to her with a number of tracks that she sort of finished off. This time, they were starting anew. They had a project, two songs to complete for the soundtrack to the movie The Next Best Thing that Madonna was working on. And from that we got two songs, American Pie and, of course, the beautiful song, Time Stood Still. But at some point, and William Orbit reckons it's around the time that they recorded American Pie, Madonna started to feel that she was just repeating herself and that Ray of Light Part 2 probably wasn't the right direction to go. Now, luckily for us that are interested in this kind of thing, the demos exist from the songs that were no longer used, and I'm going to play them to you so you can get an idea of what that album could have been. The first is a really fantastic song called Liquid Love. Have a listen and see what you think. It
1: flows through my veins Just like warm summer rain. Yes, warm
0: Like that song um, but i do think it sort of sounds quite a bit like the track ray of light and probably not quite as good madonna later said in an interview with attitude magazine that it gave her the wrong kind of tingles William Orbit did use the track the instrumental went on to become another song he created for his hello waveforms album called bubble universe here's another track from that period called run This song really reminds me of the sort of music that Madonna was making before she was famous, the stuff that she was recording in the very early 80s. Here's another unreleased track from the Ray of Light follow-up, called La Petite Jeune Fille. reckon that that song morphed into the track that became used on the music album Runaway Lover. It's got a lot of similar sounds to it. And here's another track that went disused. This one's called Little Girl. Song, and if you're a patron of the podcast, you're gonna get to hear me run through the multi track of this song. So stay tuned if you're not a patron to find out more details about that. In early 2000, following a suggestion by the A&R representative at Maverick Records, Guy Osry, who would of course go on to be Madonna's manager, she began working with Mirwais Amadzai, a 39-year-old French record producer and songwriter who had been part of the now-defunct 1980s group Taxi Girl. Madonna had heard a couple of demos from Mirwais' upcoming record, Namely Naive Song and Never Young Again and decided this was very much the direction she wanted to start working in. However, the early sessions were quite difficult because Mierwais' English wasn't great. But they overcame that obstacle and he ended up recording six songs with her for the album. She then went and reworked some of the tracks with Willie Morbitt to give them the more paired back feel that Mierwais had created for her new record. Naive Song would inspire Impressive Instant whilst Never Young Again again, would inspire music. But they had to go to another source for the track that would become Don't Tell Me. Joe Henry is an American singer, songwriter, guitarist, and producer from North Carolina. In 1987, he married Melanie Ciccone, Madonna's younger sister. In 2000, Melanie sent Madonna, a song that had been written by Joe, that she thought that Madonna would be interested in recording. Stop. tell the rain not to dry
1: tell the wind not to blow
0: cause you said so in an interview with national public radio Joe Henry said I thought the song was a complete throwaway I just moved and set up a studio in the guest house of my home and was looking to record anything to make sure things were working. I needed something to record so I wrote that song in about 25 minutes just to give myself something to do. I was a little embarrassed by it. It starts off a little spoon in June and takes a cryptic turn at the end. He goes on, I thought it was a trifle but in the right hands a trifle has turned into some very handsome shoes that I'm wearing. I'm not sure I quite understand that, but it's an interesting thought. Of course, what Madonna and Mirwaist did to the track was very, very different indeed. You know, in 2021, it's very difficult to remember how Don't Tell Me first sounded 21 years ago. That intro with the skipping guitar sounded really, really strange back in the year 2000. These days, that effect is quite commonplace. In fact, the skipping sound had been used in Madonna tracks, including Shep Pettibone's remix of Into the Groove way back in 1987. But the whole missing passages and glitching effect really was very, very new. The other trick that Mirways employed on the track was very closely mic'd vocals. By that we literally mean that the singer was right at the front of the microphone and that means every nuance is recorded every mouth move and every mastication. And it also means you get something called the proximity effect, which means the noise is very bassy, but of course that can be EQ'd out. But with no reverb on those vocals in Don't Tell Me, it really sounded very different indeed. However, what followed in the charts was a heap of songs that also had that country guitar twang and those closely mic'd reverb less vocals. So Madonna and Me really did start a trend. Now, something that a lot of people don't know is that Don't Tell Me includes a sample of another song. Listen to this track. This is a song by Sir John Quarterman and Free Souls from 1974 and it's called I'm Gonna Get You See who you've been with too. and can you hear that string? You You'll probably you. know it from Don't you. Tell Me oh, yeah. the next time. Now because no multi-track for Don't Tell Me has leaked I can't get in there as it were and find out if it's a sample used or if the string section was re-recorded What we do know, however, is that the luscious strings that appeared towards the end of the song were arranged by Michel Colombier, who also, as you may recall, did the string arrangement for Die Another Day. Now, what may be news to you is that Michel also did strings for another song on the music album, which were never used. More of that in a short while. As for Don't Tell Me, well, on its release, Madonna embarked upon a short promotional tour, which, of course, included France, as I mentioned, the UK for Top of the Pops, and Germany for Wet and Das. But also it was the video which helped leave such a memorable impression of this brilliant song. The video was once again directed by Jean-Baptiste Mondino, who had done videos for Madonna such as Open Your Heart and Justify My Love in the past. Included in this video was a dance routine, and that had been choreographed by long-term collaborator Jamie King. Jamie said, Mondino doesn't really write a treatment so much. He may have an idea, and Madonna and I have lots of great ideas, and then I usually come up with a treatment-style thing that he ends up executing and Madonna agrees to it. It's just really collaborative. And, of course, Madonna keeps the country and western-style rolling with the costumes which were designed by Ariane Phillips. Ariane said in 2016 that Don't Tell Me was her favourite collaboration with Madonna, although she did say that working with her can sometimes be very challenging. Hardly a surprise. <laughs> (laughs) And while there may be no leaked multi track, we do have access to Madonna's raw, untreated vocals from the song. Have a listen to this.
1: Don't tell me to stop. Tell the rain not to dry.
0: Do you notice how Mirwais cuts off the ends of the words? It sounds really interesting. Let's listen to a little bit more.
1: Tell the wind not to blow Cos you said so mm-hmm. Tell the sun not to shine Not to get up this time No, no, let it fall by the way But don't leave me where I lay down
0: For me, Don't Tell Me really comes into its own in the live performance on the Drown World Tour. Madonna mashed up the song with The Verve's bittersweet sympathy, in itself kind of borrowing quite a bit from a version of a Rolling Stones song. That's just how music works. One song leads to another. Another song from the music album I really love is Nobody's Perfect. Now it seems that when they were recording this song, they added some luscious strings to it, and that version has leaked, or rather an instrumental has. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about the Queen of Pop again, (laughs) and this time I'm talking about some merchandise. So if you have checked out the Inside the Groove merchandise, you'll know there's a range of Madonna-inspired t-shirts that you can buy and mug as well. Well, you can now get a Queen of Pop t-shirt as well. I'm thinking of buying one and sending it to Lizzo or or maybe Janet Jackson. Depends how I feel. But the designer I work with on Inside the Groove, who designed the podcast logo and came up with all the T-shirt and mug designs, including the brilliant producers one, has started a new line that you can access from today. His name's Peter Falloon and he's here with me right now. So, Peter, explain to me what the spectrum range is on on mugs, and um, why are you you doing this? Why why are we doing extra merchandise around Madonna's visuals? (laughs) Um,
1: It's quite frustrating as a fan, of um, these incredible artists mm-hmm. they're very reluctant to make anything that uh, defines their career mm. so someone like Madonna like it is a phenomenal body of work and she has so many in-jokes, lyrics <laughs> all of these things that are just synonymous with her as a human being her as an artist and we very rarely, on a piece of merchandise, get more than uh, the latest album cover or mm-hmm. um, the tour, and that's really it. Whereas when you've got a, a discography as big as Madonna's, it's just so much visual pun- punnery, I think <laughs> is the, the right way of saying it. Yes, yeah, I think so. Um, so with Spectrum, it's kind of playing on the chameleon of pop, okay. the fact that she's been all shades, all things to all people, and it's sort of borrowed a little bit from the Pantone reference. So it's, yeah. it's still got the coolness of the producer's line that we did, but it's just elevating, like, the the colour that she's synonymous for at different points in her career. So, like, mm-hmm. we're celebrating the beautiful pale blue of the Immaculate Collection, um, the incredible fiery red of um, the you can dance so it's just if you wanted to collect them all Mm -hmm. you can have all nine and create an incredible spectrum on a shelf Mm -hmm. but we've also done it in t-shirt form as well so yeah pick pick your favourite era and (laughs) wear it with pride
0: Brilliant, thank you very much for that and if you want to head over to the merchandise site which you can access via www.insidethegroove.co.uk and you're listening to this episode within its first few days you can get those t-shirts for just £15 so they're discounted and before I play you this extra special version of Nobody's Perfect remember that if you're a patron you can get to hear the multi-track of the very rare song Little Girl by Madonna but here we go, I can't wait to share this with you if you haven't already heard it, you're going to be blown away. I, it's already one of my favourite songs on music and I like its simple and paired back style and I can only think that having created an orchestral arrangement for it perhaps it felt a bit too much like Don't Tell Me and Paradise Not For Me and so they went with a more simplistic version in the end but this is a great way to end this episode here's Nobody's Perfect an unreleased version, instrumental and featuring orchestra bye for now